Hey y'all, I'm Kendra. And I'm Faith. And we are co-hosts of Socialized Podcast. So, tell the people why we spell socialize the way we do. Well, it's S-O-C-I-A-L-I-E-S. Like social life. You get it? Yep. Anywho, it's a play on words that I came up with because sometimes we believe the lies that others feed us to define us. So, we are using this platform to empower and inspire women to deny the lies, grab hold of the truth, believing God's perspective. We offer encouragement to our listeners as we talk about life's everyday issues. Real life, real talk, real God. everybody welcome back hey y'all and faith and we are back with another episode of socialize okay so today we are going to be talking about what we're talking about today faith we are talking about free will versus predestination Mm, and this is great this is gonna be amazing and this is just open conversation this is we're not saying there's a right or a wrong or None of the above. We're right. we having an open dialogue. Mm-hmm. We're going to back it up with some scriptures. Right. So I just want to say, don't feel like we are um, pushing you into a way to think or a way to believe. Me and Faith just real life like to have real life hard conversations. And um, because we like to have these debates on our own, or not debates, but we like to ask the hard questions between me and her and like some other friends. You know, we were just kind of like, why don't we do this on the podcast? So it's still biblical, right? It's still going to be challenging in thought, but we're not saying to think our way or think this way. We're just wanting to talk. So even if you have questions, go hit that link or, you know, send it on to us on uh, on all our little platforms and we'll be glad to discuss it because I think we will probably have a lot of questions. So anyway, all right, so I'm going to pray us in and then we're going to jump in. All right. All right, dear God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for um, just getting us to this point of conversation in you. God, I ask that you lead and guide our hearts, our minds, um, and the conversation to be what it is. Um, God, help us to not, um, I guess, judge each other on the questions that we ask, but just have an open mind to hear from you and to just explore you and just to get to know the different parts of who you are. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So free will versus predestination. Okay. So first of all, we need to define what, let's right. say what free will is. So yeah, because everybody might not know what, what we're even talking about. Right. So what is, so, what is free will? Faith? Well, according to the Cambridge dictionary, <laughs> free will is the ability to decide what to do independently of any outside influence. Or in other words, it's you have the right to choose and there's nothing else outside of you that influences no divine uh, intervention of your decision. Okay, so let me define predestination. I'll do that. Okay, it says the doctrine that God in consequence of his foreknowledge of all events infallibly guides those who are destined for salvation. Should I get that? You think I should say it? One more time. One more time. I'll say it again. The doctrine that God in consequence of his 
foreknowledge of all events infallibly guides those who are destined for salvation. So what they look like. So for me, it sounds like simply that he is not caught by surprise, right? And so I think... Well, he can't be because he's God. Exactly. So I think he knows, for me, predestination means that he knows your beginning from your end. Right. Right. So then the question is, what is the difference between predestination and free will if God knows your beginning from your end? The question could be, is there really free will, right? Right. I think I'll use, okay, so one, I'll use one of the examples in the Bible where I believe free will is enacted. And we can literally go to Genesis 1, or excuse me, Genesis 3 with the fall, Adam and Eve. Okay, so we talk about the whole situation with them eating the fruit from the uh, the tree, the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? So, um, if I feel like they did have free will to choose to eat or not eat because God did not, he did not keep them away from the tree. He just told them that they couldn't do it. So they still had to decide in that moment if they were going to do it or not going to do it when they were tempted by the, the serpent, right? So I think that is one, ex- one example of how we have free will or right. what free will is. All right. Right. I can see that because God set the standard. He set the, the he established the rule and then they had to decide whether or not they were going to obey. Right. And unfortunately Eve, and I'm still mad at her because all the consequences that came down, Eve. You know why I'm mad at her. I, I already know. Here, but I'm a, you know why? <laughs> y'all just y'all just read and see what happened. She made childbirth and horse. She made everything oh, difficult for, for the us, people. Oh, and I don't even God. have kids, and I'm mad at her. Listen, but anyway, share. there is a choice. There was a clear choice that right. was made, right. and because of that choice, there were ramifications. There was, and so I think, um, like one thing that was made so clear to me was listening to one of the, uh, one of the other pastors that we talked about. Um, separately from here is that he made the he made the um the the argument that if God didn't want him or Adam and Eve to eat the fruit he would have did something as as he did at the end where he put the was it the the sword and the angel to guard the tree he would have guarded the tree beforehand if he you know if he didn't want to give them the choice to eat it eat from the tree and I was like that is so right like I thought that was just such a good example I think God wants us to freely choose to do what he desires for us to do. Like if he, if he made us do everything, then we would be like robots and we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be willing participants in this relationship that we Mm -hmm. have with Christ. We would be made to do it. Right. And I think that goes, you know, to our conversation on the last episode about us having this relationship versus the confines of religion Mm -hmm. quote-unquote religion he wants us to be in true relationship he wants us to choose to follow his guidance Mm -hmm. versus being made to follow a certain set of rules now yes god has standards yes he has principles yes there are laws that we should obey but you do it out of reverence for relationship not just oh i gotta yeah yeah i I think that's that's where I think that's a good point because I think, like you said, what we did talk about on the last one, it's not just because it's like, we're not being controlled. It's like, he wants to, he wants to see the heart. 
He wants to see what what your intent is. Because, you know, like in, he already said, you know, we have evil hearts. All right? We have evil intentions with the heart. You know, he already knew that. So I think I think that's kind of like another way to say that he wants you to choose to do what he would have you to do or what he has laid out for you. Okay, so let's get into this predestination then. Okay, but what you got? So going back to the definition, Mm -hmm. the definition, I'm a layman's terms it. So it says, God, because he's Mm all-knowing, that he infallibly, which means without error, guides those who are destined for salvation. Mm -hmm. That's not my definition. That's Merriam-Webster. That's what old girl said. So do you have a destination? I mean, destination. You have a definition? Yes. Oh, wait a minute, ma'am. Yes. Yes, I have a destination. (laughs) Heaven is my home. Yes, you do. Heaven. (laughs) Yes, you do have a destination. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Heaven is my home. But no, I don't have my own definition. We're going to use Merriam-Webster's definition. And it says that he infallibly guides those who are destined for salvation. Mm -hmm. So predestination has to do with according to this definition those who are destined for salvation what Mm -hmm. is being destined for salvation mean so does that mean that god knew before you were born whether or not you would choose him doesn't mean that i mean that's what it sounds like that's what it sounds like to me that's what it sounds like it means so let's you know in the bible in in psalms it says you know we where he knew us before we were born in Jeremiah says the same. So there's several different places in, in scripture where it says God knew us before we were born and we were created for good works in him. Mm-hmm. So you have to agree that if he knew you and he knows every, before you were born and he knows everything, there's nothing that's unknown to him, then that he also knew if you were going to be a part of his family mm-hmm. that he knew that you would become a child of God, that you would be, that you would accept salvation mm-hmm. and believe in him. Mm-hmm. So then that begs to argue, like is, you said earlier, do really we free really free? choose God or not? Okay. So here is, so let's go, let's do like we did earlier. Okay. All right. So because I think you, I think you explained it good. So I want you to do it again for the socialized pot, for so, so, socialized purposes. Okay. All right. So if if we just look at free will and predestination, and predestination says that, um, uh, what is it? Little definition that that God foreknew and infallibly guides those on their destination for salvation. Right. Okay, so if, if there is free will, but there is also predestination and God is all knowing, God has already written the script, does this mean that he already has written out a path for you? As far as, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> as far as every decision you make, was this, was this, um, was this kind of like, did, did God write that in the plan for you? Or did you get to choose certain things in your walk or in your journey towards salvation? Here's what I think. Okay. Follow me. 
Because, you know, I can get long-winded. So just follow me. Oh, try- God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that in this argument, a lot of times you, you see uh, theologians or philosophers, critical thinkers argue as if they're mutually exclusive. Like, Good. if you have, if you believe in predestination, there's no such thing as free will. Mm-hmm. Or if you believe in free will, predestination is out right but if we look at the definition of predestination it says come on and teach us oh lord (laughs) it says he guides those who are destined for salvation so if predestination is mainly dealing with the topic of salvation Mm -hmm. free will still has a place in terms of how we choose to live our lives. Yes. So we're not, I think with free will only talking about, free will definition isn't specified or only limited to the the subject of your salvation, but predestination is. Mm -hmm. So I think there's room for both where you are predestined by God for salvation and then in our life the way that we choose to live it the way that we express our decisions that is our free will so you know we all decide am I going to go to the store today do I am I going to this concert am I going out of town am I going to stay home am I going you know am I going to wear my mask like this mandate says or am I not we (laughs) all have choices Mm -hmm. and I don't think that they mutually exclude each other rather than being either or it's both. both. And, and I a hundred percent agree. And I, I agree. right. So, well, thank I'm glad you agree. Cause you know, <laughs> there are some things we don't agree on and that's cool. I right, like right, the right. conversations. I actually love it. And it brings some alive mm-hmm, on the inside, mm-hmm. but I think that when it comes to salvation, God knew, knows, like you said earlier, our end from the beginning. So mm-hmm. he knows if we're going to choose him ultimately. And we have from birth to death mm-hmm. to come to that decision, right? Right. Well, I, w- I won't say birth because you don't have a real knowledge until the youngest person that I personally know of that's mm-hmm. decided like, hey, I believe what my parents are teaching me. Mm-hmm. was about four, you know, four-ish. It's like, I want to get baptized. I want to know Jesus. And that's because they've, they're they surrounded. They're, they're, that child's life is built around a Christian viewpoint, mm-hmm. okay? And then you have until the end of the day on your last day before your final breath to choose Jesus. That's the opportunity that he gives us, the mm-hmm. grace that he gives us to choose him. But our daily or to, uh, let me rephrase that, not to choose him, to answer his call. Okay. Okay, because he he, he calling us all. all okay, right? so let's, let's, so let's we got, play. We got our whole life to answer that call. <laughs> okay, so let's play devil's advocate a little bit more. All right. Okay, all right. So, so with, I like your explanation, love it. So with that, if, 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 if we say, if we, if we believe that Jesus or God has written the script, mm-hmm. like there's nothing that catches him by surprise. He knows exactly what we're going to do. If there is someone who wanted to argue, well, if he's already written it, do I really have a choice? It's kind of like, I'm just walking the journey that he's already wrote for me, which mean he, you got to say something? 
You move, you move your lips. That's how I, I know. Like, I did move my lips. I was, I was like, thinking. What? You was thinking. I was thinking. Go ahead, finish. Sorry, I was looking at you. So I was like, ah, she about to say something. Okay, so um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, he's oh, already written the script. He's already written the script, knowing like this is what you're gonna do because he's all knowing. There's nothing to catch him by surprise. If he's already written out Kendra's plan, huh? He knew what she was gonna do, when she was gonna do it, how she was gonna do it, and why she did it. Is that could could there be an? I mean, I, well, there could be an argument because there are many arguments. Right. Is that really free will? So here's the thing. I, I don't have an answer. I'm not going to say yes or no. Here's, here are my thoughts. Okay, and then I'll do my thoughts. My thoughts are, if there were no such thing as free will, if you didn't have a real choice, if everything we do is, is, is all right with God, then there would be no need for negative consequences. Okay, negative. I heard you. Because... <laughs> Whatever you do is all right with God because it plays into his will. And I think we, we need to have a conversation mm-hmm. about his perfect will versus permissive will. Maybe we should do that next. We are. That is going to be the next topic. Okay, maybe we should do that next because so don't, I don't, don't, don't want to get, I don't get too get far into it. it. I'm going to just give you a little taste because if they're, God's will is going to be accomplished, period, because he's sovereign. But we make decisions along the way that give you, that give answer to his will directly, or we can prolong the situation. Definitely. And as a result of our actions or our, whether or not we obey timely, or we disobey and then have to circle back around and make a decision later, or some people die in disobedience. Right. You know, we... We, I think we do have a choice in the matter. We have a choice whether or not we're going to listen and obey to obey God's leading. I mean, listen, right now, today, I'm living this thing. There's something I want to do. I want to do it bad. It makes sense it's in my mind to do. Right. But when I prayed about it, God said, wait. Mm-hmm. God said, hold on. And because I don't want to be outside of the will of God, I'm going to continue. And I got to let my feelings catch up with my actions. Right. It ain't happened yet. Const- I just had a conversation yesterday. I'm still a little salty that I got to go back to work. Oh, but- Lord. <laughs> Lord, answer her prayer, please. <laughs> I mean, if he ain't going to change his mind, I, I, I just got to get over it because yeah. I don't want to be disobedient because I don't want the, I don't, I don't want those negative consequences. And, and I don't want to delay what God is trying to do in me. Right. So I got lost from your original question. Well, that oh, girl, you know, I remember it now. Okay, what did I say? <laughs> I said, if, if oh, God has already written the script, do we really, and he knows my beginning from my end. He knows everything I'm going to do, how I did it, why I did it, and the, all of the above. Is there really a such thing as free will or that he will me to do that? And so you were responding. Oh, okay. So yeah. the word script, and we didn't, I, we didn't, pre-prep this this is all off my dome right now but the word script comes across kind of prescriptive like every move is planned out when you when you read it when you read a play or when you look at a script like there's nothing that happens without the director's foreknowledge unless this unless they're writing the script as they go right so I think instead of thinking of it as a script you may have an outline 
mm-hmm. that God has an outline, a clear beginning, a clear end, clear things marked throughout. But like you said, with improvision or mm-hmm. with with an outline, things may go a different direction and you come back to the outline. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that in writing just here lately, like, okay, I have an outline things I want to touch on. And as you're filling in the outline with the content, you know, you're taking it from this one, one liner or one word to a whole paragraph, mm-hmm. things may go somewhere else, mm-hmm. but okay. Okay. And you look back at this outline, like, oh, I got to get back to this. Right. So let me loop myself back around. And I think God allows for that I know he does because there are people who do what he's supposed to do and it what what, what he asks them to do and then there's people who don't there's people who run from their calling but eventually they run smack dab into it and it it takes them longer they have to live with the ramifications of their decisions but ultimately they get back to God yes so my point of view, I would have to agree. I believe that there is free will and I do believe there is predestination as it's a term, as it pertains to salvation. I don't think that we are being like controlled, if that's a good word to use, <laughs> to like, you know, like I think he knows. I don't, like I said, I don't think that there's anything that catches him by surprise on what I'm going to do. Nothing. I don't think what I think anything nothing catches him by surprise and he he already knows what I'm gonna do before I do it right Mm -hmm. but I think at the end of the day because of who he is and because he does not suffer our foots to be moved he he ain't gonna he's gonna give you the choice to say okay so this is what I want you because I feel like he will I know he will tell you what to do in most cases he will tell you what you need to do you know, you may not have all the details, but you have some form of, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you have well, he some bad form about of, giving I, details, you know, the details are the, them be the <laughs> one things you need, you know, so he may not give you all the detail, but he does give you enough to know a path for you to walk, but he don't tell you exactly how to walk it. I feel like with that, I think that he does give you, again, the choice to, either decide that you are going to take that route or you're not, you know, and at the end of the day, it is going to come with consequences, regardless of what it is, there are negative and positive consequences. And, you know, unfortunately, (laughs) you know, when you, when you're walking this journey, if, you know, you just got to deal with whatever comes with disobedience, whatever comes with, you know, um, and with, with what comes with obedience, you know, so and and every time, even even when you do obey, it doesn't mean that the outcome is always going to be in your favor, you know. So I do believe that they are I do believe in free will and predestination. I think they work um, with each other. I don't think um, that one is right and white is wrong. And hopefully, I mean, I want you to think the way that you think I'm not trying. We're not trying to persuade you to think anywhere else, like we said before. But hopefully you have um you 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 have a thought on your own and you can uh determine what you feel but um let's segue into another discussion phase that we were talking about earlier with um predestination for the ones who will um have salvation and those who will not choose salvation well Mm -hmm. you know he knows He created us all. The Bible says in Genesis that he breathed the breath of life into all mankind. So we all were created in his image. We all have um, a desire placed in us. 
for mm -hmm. eternity, according to Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. Um, I'm gonna just read the, read the verse. It says, he has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning to the end. And I think it, even if the atheists that I know are honest with themselves, there's something inside of them that wonders where did all this come from? How did we all we come to be? And it's explained away a lot of times by science or you know other other things. But God placed that those questions, a space for those questions inside of everyone to lead you to want to know what it is. And I think he knew before time began that everybody wouldn't accept him, right? That everybody wouldn't come that we, he's chosen, we're his chosen people, his royal priesthood, all of that. We all know the verses, it's it's church Chinese, right? But it's a real thing, He, we are chosen and some people are not gonna be a part of God's family, but it is his will that we would all come to know him, which is why we should still evangelize because there are people who are in the family but ain't found out they're in the family yet. Does that make sense? Yes, so that's why we, we still need to have these conversations we still need to be right, willing to we, because the thing is as believers we don't know we don't know right. who's going to be who's going to accept jesus and like you said there are atheists there are other you know people who do not necessarily believe and I'm, I'm not talking about you know any other religion that has whatever they have but i'm saying like people who think that there is no somehow they just got here and eventually they'll die and then that's just the end of it you know what i'm saying those people are the ones as well, who need to have some form of, like you said, evangelism to come to bring them to Christ. That is right. like that is what we're put here to is to make His name even greater and to, you know, build His kingdom. Right. So yeah, He predestined, and there are our brothers and sisters in the faith. There are some of our brothers and sisters in the faith who are currently sure. agnostic, who are currently Muslims, who are mu currently universalists, who are currently believing other things that's why we have to be salt and light so that they are able to see that there is a different way and, let's, and, and like let's like right there let's let's think you know i think especially now in this time of uh this in this time era like there is a i don't even know how to explain it like there is something about um this particular time in history where it is a huge thing with um trying to really identify or figure out what is right and who is right and what religion is right and which one is wrong and I don't want to believe that because I can I can prove this wrong and I can prove this right but then it's it's just I don't want to call it confusion People are searching, but they're searching and it is a prep. Like this thing is like, it is so profound that they are looking and they are like, I mean, and they want truth. Like they are what they would say fat. We want facts. We want to see it. Like, I mm -hmm. don't want you. I don't care about no word of mouth. I want you to show me where it is. Um, I can remember um, at work, <laughs> there was one um, girl who she was Christian before, but um, she started 
changing into I don't I don't really know what she identifies with but she just didn't really jive with the whole thing of Christianity and the whole idea of church anymore because she just felt like Christians are hypocrites and um she she I guess she um believes more in you know I don't I don't know how to explain it but it's, it's like um the more African religion. Oh, African spiritualism? It's something like that. And so, so she's she, just like, she why would I- She prays to the ancestors and yeah, has altars and beads and, and I, crystals. I, mean, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say she got altars, but I do. Oh no, well, I mean. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. But she does like the whole ancestry thing. Like she, you know, she makes mention of them a lot as well as um, she was just like, you know, I don't really know why I would believe in the Bible when I can go to um, Egypt and I can see like actual like things written on the wall. Like, you know, and so in the layman times, I just had to say, and, you know, I hope this is not received the wrong way. But at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't matter if we just say in general, like, let's not put, you know, a religion or anything on it, you know. In general, everything that you have today has been transcribed, has been translated, has been passed down, changed, um, put together, taken apart more than once. No matter what you're reading from the Bible to whatever other religion you think, the Torah, all of that, right? So if you're saying that you believe that simply because it was written on a wall and the wall still stands, if that's your basis, I guess, for the argument, how can you say to me because I'm a believer in Christ that I'm wrong because I choose to believe the Bible and you cho- you choose to believe the writings on whatever that wall is over there? That It's always funny to me when people say things like that because moving away from the African spiritualism, just in philosophy, there are people who will quote Socrates, who will quote other well-known philosophers not realizing those men walked the planet at the same time as Jesus. Exactly. They just had a different school of thought. They weren't Christian. Exactly. And so it's not that it's an implausible thing that Christianity is true. If you're willing to believe quotes from Socrates, but not quotes from Jesus, there, there's some, some other force there that you're having to fight or to grapple with for what you believe, what's reality to you and what's not. If you can believe that over time in history, the writings of this great thinker still are accurate over all this time, but you don't believe that accounts from Jesus or people who walked with Jesus still have accuracy after all this time, you're not fighting against historical truth. You're fighting against belief belief it's, it's in period. jesus as a higher being period exactly. it's, it's not period. And it's nothing else and and that's my thing it's like i don't understand how you can say my way of my belief system is wrong when yours is literally you take the same steps and you have to do a lot of the same thing as it pertains to reading and gaining knowledge mm-hmm. the only way for me to gain knowledge about christianity and about who god is is for me one is you know one is experience is the bible and other resources the same thing you do by researching and finding and looking and digging and pulling up all this stuff it's the same steps in the same process except, it's just except the we have the holy ghost exactly 
exactly it's an experience for us you know and so i'm it's like i think that is like a for some reason that is like a disconnect there and it's always i love this when they say you need to do your research what <laughs> we all out here doing research you know but I, I think but i think one thing that is kind of um disheartening to me is that you know i'm not saying i i feel like you know i know my i know where my you know relationship lies and i know I know what I'm doing, you know, over here. I know where my salvation and where my help I know where my help comes from, you know. But I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of the times, like for me, religion is just, for the most part, religion is what I'm talking about. Just religion. It's it's all based on what somebody else thought. It's because I thought differently from you. So let me branch off and you make this whole this whole religion or this whole group of people. And now you're over here. And it's just, it's just a divide of, you know, a lot of things. And it's just like, it's cool if you're going to believe how you're going to believe, but why are you upset with me? Because I choose to believe the way that I choose to believe. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me, let me respond to that. I think a lot of people, to your point earlier, are frustrated with the church because of hypocrisy, because of, religion things that have been overlooked in the past Mm -hmm. and they're really um, upset with people in the church versus that are representative of our faith rather than the entire faith A, a lot of people that you talk that I've talked to that have left the church or left the faith their hurt is rooted in a person not uh, not doing what was expected misusing their power um being hypocritical in some way and and those things are real church hurt is very real i'm not Mm -hmm. discounting that at all there are people in powerful places that do wrong things right but i think that's also problematic though because if and I know, and I know we're all on different levels, but if my thing is, if let's just say that we go to the same church or whatever, and you're a leader and you do something to me that makes me want to leave the church in the faith, um, period. I feel like as a person, I have put you on a pedestal that you not do not belong on because you are not perfect. And I, I think the self-evaluation should come in because I should evaluate why am I leaving something or leaving a belief system based on a person that has no idea of their existence and how they got here and where they're going. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I put that much, um, I guess, faith or that much, like I give you that much credit or put you on that high of a pedestal when you are not the author or the finisher of my faith. You have not created me. So mm-hmm. I can't get, I shouldn't, I'll say, I shouldn't give you that much power over me. Now, granted, that comes with growth. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I think th- those are things that should be taken into consideration when you say, because I, I get it, church hurt is, is hard. You know, I've experienced right. it. I'm not discounting anybody's church hurt. But I'm saying just another way or another perspective is to look at it differently and say, why am I so hurt by this one person? have I idolized what have I idolized or what have I put out of place is really God the number one in my life or is it what is it because I feel like if that if that one thing is something that's so big which it could be to push you away then I still think there's some self-evaluation that should happen right but right and I think now to your original point so many people are searching and I think God has use this pandemic situation to dismantle 
the location of church and dismantles some of the long-standing issues mm -hmm. within church to help mobilize Christians who have a true heart for God. And I'm so grateful. I mean, because if this would have happened 15 years ago, not even that long ago, even if it would have happened 10 years ago, the technology wouldn't support us being able to still preach Jesus while we're not in a church. You know what I'm saying? In the building of a church. It wouldn't, it wouldn't allow for international exposure to those who would hear. It wouldn't allow for people to be able to easily access if they want to hear teaching of God without about God without having to step foot in a church building. I think there's purpose in this season. I mean, there's purpose in every season, but I, I really think in, in specific to all these people who are searching for rights, all these people who are searching for what religion, the concept of religion means to them, what God means to them. I think that there is, we, we have a unique opportunity now to actually be the hands and feet in God, of God in a different way, where people who are adverse to going to church that never would go to church might listen to a YouTube clip, mm -hmm. or they might listen to a clip on Instagram or Facebook. You know what I mean? And so I think back to what we were saying earlier, we have to, we have to invite people into the knowledge of this relationship. And our last whole episode was talking about how it's not focused on just religion rules and, and, and doctrine. Yes, do they all have their place. Not saying that it's not important to have, you know, a structure, but it's about relationship. And I think we have a unique opportunity to bring people into a saving or invite them to come into a saving knowledge of Christ. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's good. So, so yeah, but so that they can freely choose so they, free will so freely choose so they can be predestined of christianity and holiness in god huh oh yes because holiness is still right <laughs> holiness is still right yes yes and god knows the end from the beginning listen right but we listen, can, we, i'm sorry go ahead go ahead um, hopefully the discussion has been thought provoking for you. If you have any questions, if you would like to discuss more, we would love for you guys to send us questions on all of our outro links <laughs> to our social media. Um, let us know what you think. Um, I think it's been a really good conversation today, Faith Ann. What you think? I think it's been all right, girl. <laughs> it's been uh, good discussion. Listen, it's I a good discussion. It. Good things to think about, to do your own research on, to Pray and ask God for direction on, listen, he puts eternity in our hearts. He puts these questions in our hearts for us to want to make it to the prayer gate so we can find out. That's all I'm trying to do. Oh my God. Okay. I'm trying to get on the other side of the gate. We're going out. But let, us <laughs> let us back. Dear God, we just thank you for allowing us to have a conversation just to, um, just just to talk and converse and just get to um, ask the hard questions and you know 
just talk about the things of the Bible. We thank you, God, because you have chosen us all for um, salvation. We thank you for the call on our lives, God, and we don't take for granted the opportunity to be able to answer the call. So we just thank you for leading, continuing to lead and guide us on our paths in our many different journeys. And I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Socialize Podcast. We would love to connect with you. On IG at Socialize underscore podcast, Facebook at Socialize Podcast all together, or you can email us at socializepodcast at gmail.com. All of our information will be in the show notes. Again, thanks for listening to Socialize, Ignite by God's Perspective. Real life, real talk, real God.